Um, I would see the first thing that I would do is see which path, or I guess see which path you want to take. Meaning, if you want to go through the more passive side or the active side, right? So the active side is what I do. Um, I typically put the deals together, raising capital, talking to the brands, working with the management company, understanding, you know, make sure the hotel is profitable, like, you know, working through the budget. So I do that a lot. Um, the passive side is more so for someone, they don't want to handle what I just said. They're like, okay, Devon, this is too much. I rather just, you know, invest passively, which can be investing in the REIT, which is a real estate investment trust or you can invest privately. Some folks, they invest privately um, and they invest directly in a deal. Um, so just you just have to think about which strategy you want to take. And then from there, then you can take your, 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 your first steps. And that's something that you have to determine for yourself. So I always say start off with creating your ownership thesis um, because if you want to start the passive route versus the active route, then that'll determine how much capital you need or you'll have to raise in order to get uh, get on to a deal that's that's great that's great and i don't want to speak about both sides you know what makes being doing it i guess on the hotel on the passive side you know better or come like what's like the major difference between both like in terms of somebody who's look at and say to weigh out the pros and cons what would they look into whether they should either become an investor or an owner and what made you decide to do both? Uh, well, I probably do more. Well, I guess I do do a little uh, passive because I, I, I've i invested in some REITs. But um, the pros and cons. So the pros for active, meaning you get more of control of the deal. You get more... Um, uh, you, you get more equity in a deal when you're when you have an active role. You typically get uh, more equity because you have more control of the deal because it's your deal because you're putting it together. Uh, the con will be you have to deal with a lot of the risk. The risk is on you. Um, that's a lot of pressure. You know, you have to make sure the hotel is profitable. If you have brought in investors, you have to make sure investors get paid back. Um, you know, you have to do with the management company. So it's a, it's a, it's a little more stress factors than you would as a passive investor. So the pro of a passive investor would be, you don't have to deal with as much risk. I actually don't have any risk at all. Um, you don't have to, uh, a lot of stress factors, probably the biggest stress is just to make sure that you invested in the right deal. So you get your money back, but it's for, so that's the only, you know, risk that you would have is just, you know, if you lose, lose your money. Um, and then that would be the con, like I said, is just, you know, the risk associated with, you know, possibly losing your money, but that's, that, that's with any deal. But that uh, the pro would be, you don't have to deal with as much risk. That's good. And speaking of risk, you know, how do you go about, you know, analyzing a hotel deal? And what makes a good hotel deal versus a bad one for you? Well, the top three things you need to look at is location, the brand, and the operator when you're looking at deals. Um, you want to look on different uh, metrics such as cash on cash, return on investment, and cash on cash is just basically the percentage of how much cash you put in and what will be the return of that, right? And um, as far as what you want to look at, again, going back to your ownership thesis, you need to decide. So 
one thing about hotels, there's a lot of hotels. So I get all the time. How do you analyze a hotel? Well, the way you analyze a, a full service is a little different than how you analyze a limited service. And for those who don't know, a full service hotel was a, a hotel that has um, a full service, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner called Three Mill Restaurant. They have a spa. They have more amenities. A limited service. So, so a full service would be like a Hyatt, right? A Hyatt Regency Atlanta or Mayor Marquis. Um, a limited service would be like a Hyatt Place or a Hampton Inn. They don't have as many as amenities. So those, they're, they're evaluated. Um, they have different amenities. They have different revenue streams. So you would analyze it a little differently. But you also have to decide if you're more of a cash flow person or an equity person, person because then that would determine which deal will be right for you. So again, it goes back to your, your ownership pieces. I wish I could say it in an easier way, but it's a, it's a little bit more complicated than analyzing. Now, if you are good with numbers, it's a little easier, um, but it is a little different when you're analyzing um, uh, hotels. You know. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, so you mentioned about choosing a brand in terms of when you talk actually about analyzing a hotel. So I'm asking how important is it to choose the right brand? Going back to the three things that I said, the location. So the location is is key, right? So um, you have to decide going, and also you have to decide what's your strategy. If you're more of a cash flow, if you're more of an equity person, because brands are different, you know, um, the less amenities you have, the more, the higher your profits will be, profit margins will be on a percentage base. Um, so that's something that you have to think about. It's over a hundred brands. Um, uh, some people have more favorable brands than other, like some folks, um, they focus more on a type of brands, meaning the type of hotel. So they focus more on extended stay. Some folks, um, they concentrate more on limited service. Some concentrate more on full service and their brands for just about each sector um, that you could think of. Like I just mentioned, there's over hundred brands. Yeah. Um, so you just have to determine, like I said, which, which one will be, which one will be best for you. I guess my next question is, you know, Airbnb is a very popular, um, I guess, industry. So how would you say the hotel industry future is, you know, will continue to grow when you're looking at, you know, other companies like Airbnb that they do things in a more different aspect, but it still deals with hospitality? So with Airbnb is definitely, I get, I get this question all the time. With Airbnb is definitely a threat. I don't see it going anywhere. Um, I will say with the, ho with the hotels, um, there's for one, there's so one thing the hospitality industry is doing a better job at it, it. It's good and bad. More brands are getting created to touch different types of customers, but also can be confusing to the consumer. Um, as far as with Airbnb, the reason why I don't think it's going away because it's a win-win for people, you know, people are making money and then people they're saving money, you know, by having that experience or getting multiple people, you know, within a house as opposed and having more space as opposed to multiple people in a hotel room that costs more, that perhaps may cost more, that may be not as, that may be a little bit more expensive. Now, where my hotel is located in El Reno, there's not a lot of Airbnb opportunities. So my hotel isn't really affected by Airbnbs. Now, let's say I had a hotel in New York City or Miami, 
where Airbnb is Airbnb is, is, is high there, meaning a lot of people use it, then my hotel would probably be affected because a lot of my market share or a lot of, you know, folks, they rather stay, you know, at an Airbnb in a condo or off of South Beach or some or near, you know, uh, I can't think of it, but the, the condo strip in Miami, um, as opposed to, you know, them getting a, a hotel off of South Beach. Uh, that's what... Thank you.